From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more, now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy and Corey Clark. That's right. Yeah, that's right. What's up, everybody? Live edition. Been two weeks since we've done one of these. Mm. How are you, Corey Clark? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. How are you doing? Good, man. I just wish I could put my arms around you, man. We had a false what? alarm a few weeks ago that there was possibility that Corey was going to be right by my side doing a live show. Mm. Didn't work out, though. It had been too weird. I don't know, man. I just want to put my arm around like, how would we talk to each other? Would we stare at the camera or would we look at each other? Well, just close. like you would, I mean, like you ever, like you ever look at the person standing beside well, you during point. the word chant rap. It's a good point. Uh, well, good point you know, I, don't know. I mean, just look for all these squirrels around. You never know. It might be a sniper somewhere. My so glasses, my glasses are falling off. Yeah. Uh, welcome in live edition. Wake up or champ presented by the corner pocket bar and grill. Since we are live uh, presented by vitaminenergy.com. corner pocket bar and grill. will host a happy hour meet and greet Jeff Cameron, Corey Clark, Tom Lang, maybe other dignitaries from the warchant.com banner joining you from five to six o'clock even a little bit longer as the night progresses but from five to six Corey's going to open his heart open up the uh the, the flooring plan there to to be more welcoming so you guys go up if you see Corey, be like, hey Corey, what's up man love the show do it Corey, yeah. like, thanks man appreciate it It'll yeah come up and say hello don't be uh don't be uh don't be shy yeah. don't linger either though one or the other Somewhere in the middle. Am I right, Aslan? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, we appreciate everybody that comes up and says hello and, and says nice things to us, for real. Is it, what, what you're wearing there, is that a Bravos thing? Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Tonight might be the last night of the season, but uh, hey, you know what? Can't win them all. Can't win the World Series every year, Aslan. What a weird sport. I saw something that showed the last 15 years in Major League Baseball, like how many teams have won multiple World Series, how many teams have won a World Series. Won a LCS, won a division series. I think it's Cincinnati and the White Sox having nothing. Like yes, nothing. yeah, that's it's uh, it's parody. There's a lot of parody in there for sure. And in the playoffs, I mean, it is anybody's guess. Well, hey, we're not here to talk about Major League Baseball. Mm. We're here to talk about them Knowles. We left off on the Renegade Express. We'll be taking your questions as well, folks. Here on YouTube, we thank you so much for being here. Hit the thumbs up, please. Let the show ping out there and let people know that we're on air having fun. We left off with our guy, Noel for Life, class of 2007. Wake up, fellas. When someone shows you who they are, you must believe them. I believe that was Maya Angelou who said that. And maybe it was Snooky from Jersey Shore. Yeah, it's somebody famous. Yeah. That's the stance I'm taking with this team moving forward. We hope for them to be dominant like FSU teams in the past, but being a good to very good team in this 2023 season is just fine. It will create some stressful moments on Saturdays, may even lead to an unfortunate loss, but it is what it is. I think Marcus Aurelius said that first. Correct. Um, it is what it is. I love the coaching staff. I love the players. This is a fun team to cheer for. My plan is to enjoy them for what and who they are rather than wishing they were something else. All right. Uh, I almost feel like we should dive into that, but he's got a fun question. How much NIL would it take for Syracuse to be relevant in football? I think you guys started 10 million American dollars. Going to take a lot to get kids to want to play in that dome. I'm not going to use that adjective because I've mm. never been there. It looks on the outside. It looks beautiful now, man. Uh, the exterior shots of the JMA dome look great. Anyhow, drink vitamin energy. Amen. Beat Syracuse. Which one of those you want to go to, Corey? You want to pile um, up the stadium or do you want to talk about uh, enjoying the season for what it is and maybe not what we dreamt well, it was going to be. But I, I agree with the first paragraph in the sense that, um, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do think you should enjoy this team for what it is because it's an undefeated top five team. It, it, it maybe it hasn't beaten everybody 50 to seven. Um, and there might be a loss that's coming, you know, but but why? Why? I don't know. Why panic about a hypothetical? Get upset about a loss that comes and get upset about the Boston College game for sure. But. You know, five and zero is five and zero, and I think he hits the nail on the head. It is not as dominant as FSU teams of the past, and like we talked about earlier this week, Florida State fans, when they have top five teams, they usually look different than this. But it's a different world we live in. 
Um, you know, it just is. It's a different world we live in. It's not the 90s anymore. It's not even the 2013s anymore. So you, you've got to understand that you might go undefeated. You might go 11-1, and one, and you might kind of, eh, kind of throw your hands up four more times this season as you win games. Like, you might go to Wake Forest and win 30-20. to 20. And you might be, oh, that wasn't fun. That wasn't all that pleasant to watch. And it's like, yeah, but the W was pleasant. Just go take those, just take care of business. Keep getting those W's. And yeah, Syracuse, I think it would start at $10 million. To put a competitive football team on the field? Yes. I don't know. Really, man? I feel no, like. No, to put, sorry, to put a, a championship caliber football team on the field because you're battling all the other teams that have much more tradition and a, and a better fan base and better weather. And what do you have to offer that those schools don't have? Because they also have a lot of money, too. All right. Well, I mean, I, I get it. I'm, I'm looking maybe on the, I don't know, to the bright side of it. But, like, if you got if you found a good quarterback, you yeah. give him $600,000. And then, I mean, you give other kids forty grand, fifty grand, just, you know, bit players, if you will, role players, and you're relevant. But I guess relevant is obviously a very subjective term. So, um Hard to kind of pinpoint that one. I'm trying Nationally to relevant, it would be like the Jim Brown days. It, it would take, uh, yeah, uh, eight figures. The Marcus Marcus Graves days, perhaps. Days. Oh, the old old school quarterback. Look at you, man. Yeah, man. That's how, that's how I do it, man. Um, yeah. What are your Dwight Freeney? Dwight Freeney days. Yeah, Dwight Freeney indeed. Um, look at this. I think this is a nice. That looks nice on the outside. It looks very European. I is guess that what it way. looks like now? Well, yeah. they. I mean, they're showing it to you at night, Aslan. <laughs> they're showing it to you at night. Uh, they did put those. Uh, the the only, I've only been there once. It was in 2014, and I drove there and yeah. got really violently ill uh, the night before oh, the game. They didn't have those uh, post-looking things there. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the scaffolding on top. Yeah. It was just a big air bubble. So it does look better than it did. Yeah, I mean, lipstick on a pick sometimes works yeah. out all right. That's what it kind of is. All right, let's continue on here. Renegade Express, uh, but we'll take your, your folks' questions as well here on YouTube, I promise. We just want to get to our value subscribers here. Good morning, guys. Tennis Sump says, our guy in Birmingham. I believe I read that six true freshmen played last week. My question is about the number. Is that about the number, Corey, that you expected? And also, are there any that you thought would play that haven't? Thanks, as always, for all you do. I'm trying to think. I don't I don't think there's any that I would have thought had played. They haven't had a lot of opportunities to get those guys in because you remember they can play four games and still redshirt. Um so I think you'll still see more as the as the season goes on if they get some big leads. But I think I just saw on Twitter that Florida Florida leads the country with eleven. And then the next closest has seven. So I feel like they're right in that the the realm of where you thought they'd be, including what? We count Destin Hill and now Conrad Hussey, and I guess Blake Nicholson might be in the mix a little bit too. You got three guys that play a little bit, like are, are part of the rotation perhaps. Hakeem has played at Clemson. So some of these guys are getting real valuable reps too, Which, but I think that's about the number I was expecting. I mean, I know he's older, and I think he might technically be a sophomore, but Ashlyn Barker, I don't think he's played football post High yeah. school. I mean, I know he was at a junior college, but they redshirted him. So he's and he played against LSU. Yeah. Yeah. So he's in the mix there. Yeah, it's about right. I wasn't expecting any of the, the offensive linemen uh, to play. I mean, I wasn't expecting KJ Sampson to play on the defensive line. So uh, it feels about right. Um, you know, I put Conrad Hussey, I think, 40th on my top 40 just as a flyer or maybe 39th and Destin Hill 40th. Uh, just because he came from a really good program, but he wasn't here for spring. But I've even been surprised that he's found a way to get on the football field when the game is still on the line. So that that's pretty encouraging for him, I would say, clearly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's and he's he's coming along, man. I think he's going to be part of their plans moving forward for sure. Teacher Noel, wake up. What is the deal with these neutral site looking end zones? Do we need SEC or Big Ten money just to afford paint? Whoever is in charge of concessions entering the stadium and putting putting punting stats on the scoreboard must also be in charge of end zone design. I, well, I'm trying to, what's the end zone design? I don't know. It just says Florida state and then Seminoles in the other one. There's no white background. But yeah, it's just grass. Background. It's green, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I love the old school with the white. Uh, I don't know why they went away from that many years ago, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I would certainly say the concessions apparently, 
entering the stadium, although you hear different stories. Some people say it's awesome. Other people say it's a it's a nightmare. Uh, the concession stands apparently are just nightmares, there, but hopefully they get all that stuff fixed uh, for this week against Syracuse. Mm, try to pull it up there. What happened with my, uh, uh, my copy and paste function? Did not work out as planned here, Corey. You know how it looks, everybody, but I'll still try to show it to you folks when we talk about those old school Enzo's. I don't have one from last week, um, but yeah, I don't know why they went away from the white. I guess it's maybe that was probably a little bit more labor intensive. Why is my computer not working now? Anyhow, let's just keep it rolling. Last yeah. one, Beham FSU, wake up. Alex Atkins talked about play sequences on Monday. Do you have any more background on the play calling related to that? Does one bad play knock them out of sequence, and could that be a cause of stalling drives? Well, I mean, it better. I mean, you can't call – if you're planning on a – and I'm just going on like a scripted play. If you think it's going to be second and six – in its second 19, well, you better switch it up. Whatever you call for second and six isn't the same thing you call for second and 19. So it will it will knock them off what they want to do. Uh, that said, uh, you know, that's a Norvell thing, I think, as far – I mean, I know Atkins coordinates the offense and they game plan, but during the course of a game, that's Norvell's baby. He's calling the plays. And, um, yeah, you know, I don't know. One play – it shouldn't necessarily knock you off your sequence, but it definitely changes the way you call. I, I I do think last week, you know, they converted their first five third downs and like three of them were third and 10 or greater and they still got them. So I thought they did pretty well on third downs for the most part. Yeah. They but certainly... yes, it, it, it stands to reason that if you, if one bad play can knock them out where knock them out of the rhythm they want to get into and the sequencing that they had in mind. Yeah, but. I mean, obviously, if it doesn't go according to plan, it's not going to go according to plan, but it's still not like, oh, we thought we were going to be second and two after that play, but it went incomplete. Now, what are we going to do? I mean, I don't, I don't think, you know, that that's certainly not the case. It mean, just, you know. Well, and I also think he was talking more about like, it's hard to do tempo unless you get a first down. You get, you keep the chains moving, you get that first down, you rush up to the line and you feel better. Third and eight, you don't want to rush that play. You make sure you call the right play and everybody's in the right spot. And uh, you don't have to speed up to the line on that. So that, I think that's what he was talking about is it, you have to earn. He even said that you have to earn tempo. You have to earn the right to go fast. And that's by, uh, you know, gaining yardage and getting first downs. Corey, is this your guy? Is that your guy? What's Spencer doing? Spencer, what come on, man. Spencer? What? What in the world is going on? What? What? <laughs> Corey, context? Yeah. It's, it's definitely him because he's at soccer. And he yeah. is the biggest uh, FSU soccer slash softball fan that you'll ever meet. Former Marine. Um, good dude. A, a Noel. Uh, graduated in the 80s at some point. Uh, and has become, really become addicted to soccer and softball. It's really cool. Uh, yeah, Spencer's a good friend. That's uh, crazy that he did that. He he had told me that he had tried to and he couldn't figure out how to how to how to log into YouTube and do it. And I was like, buddy, it's fine. Just give me money right now. <laughs> but but he he didn't. He saved it for this. Spencer, you're the best, buddy. The ladies will be taking on Notre Dame. Crucial game, if I'm not mistaken, is, right? Yeah. And the ladies are number one in the country. Uh, I think it's for. Uh, I mean, it's crucial in the sense that it's for first place in the ACC in October. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's October Florida state soccer is more of a no late November, Thanksgiving, December program, but yeah, man, Florida state soccer, number one in the country, Spencer, have fun, buddy. I wish him luck. Spencer, the man, dude, Spencer usually hangs out at the corner pocket for the meet and greets. He does. Yeah. He'll be there. I hope I say he should, he'll be there. You better be there, buddy. I'm going to leave his name up there for a while. We got some I questions. If Kelly, about I wonder if Kelly knows he just did that. We'll keep it between us, big guy. Uh, Brett Taylor wonders if Johnny doesn't play, who starts in his place? Our guy Wes in the villages, assuming Johnny doesn't play, who has a bigger game at receiver, Destin or Portier? See you guys next week for Duke. Go Knowles, beat the Orange. So that's a good question. Who would start in Johnny's place if he weren't able to go? I mean, Portier played his spot the rest of the second half. Um, so I would guess that's your first choice. It, 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 I guess it would be good timing if Johnny didn't play that he's kind of working himself back into form. I don't think he's 100% yet. I'm talking about Kentron, but uh, close enough to play. 
So that's not a bad backup plan. I mean, literally that guy, hey, Spencer, I'm allergic to you. Uh, uh, yeah, I, that guy was your best receiver. I apologize, everyone, especially if you're listening to the podcast and couldn't see that thing coming. My bad. Hopefully, maybe Aslan can edit that out. Um, I, Portier was your best receiver in the spring. If he can get close to 100%, it is a drop-off. But the Portier we saw in the spring isn't a huge chasm between him and Johnny Wilson. The Portier that we've seen so far working himself back into shape is so I would think Portier, Darian Williamson, maybe Deuce, hmm. or Destin Hill lines up outside. I don't know, man, but they'll they'll they got some they got some bodies to throw at the problem if Johnny can't play. Hmm. Uh, our guy <laughs> felt the hint for change. Sorry, sorry, everyone. Don, <laughs> thank you, Don. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think it'd be it'd be nice for Darion to maybe break out or you know stake his claim once yeah. again because. You know, after that Boston College performance last year, he's been battling injuries and been in and out of practice. And, uh, you know, they've utilized him in certain sets. You know, you've, we've, you know, you've pointed out in the press box, like, well, they got, you know, Darion and, you know, Ja'Kai out on this set, or they got yeah. Darion and someone else that, you know, might not be a, a conventional, traditional uh, setup for them. So, but yeah, I guess it would be Portier or probably uh, Williamson. Who do you think has a bigger game? Would it be Portier if Johnny's not able to go, or would it be Destin Hill, do you think, Corey? I would think Destin Hill. I'm 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 just banging that drum. I'm going to keep banging that drum until we see it. But may, I I just think maybe that catch in the second half the other day uh, could potentially get him going. It could have them looking for him a little bit more. I'd also be I mean he can play the outside. Like you don't have to have six five guys on the outside. You could put him out wide and Jakai in the slot, um, and that gives you some uh, some things you could do. But you know what? Hey, half the time they got Morlock split out wide. So we'll see. Could be Jaheim Bell and Morlock taking Johnny's place. Let me see if I can. Not that I don't believe our guy, but just want to confirm. That's wild. So uh, Rob Krause uh, saying anybody else a little myth that Louisville is only playing their second true road game Saturday. I think they played Indiana neutral field, Indianapolis. Mm. Uh, that they only have one more the rest of the year. They avoid the big guys, the big dogs of the ACC and only three true road games. That can't be right. You have it to is? play four and four. You, you well, have eight conference games. You have to play four on the road and four at home. Well, I think the Georgia Tech game was in Atlanta. So that wasn't, you know. Oh, uh, well, sure. Dome. True road game. I get you. I right. got you. Uh, that, was a, that was a road game, though. Um, it wasn't played at Grand Field. I get what you're saying, Rob. That makes sense. But, I mean, that was, it's not like it's not like that was a bowl game. It was mostly Georgia Tech fans, and there weren't a lot. And there wouldn't have been a lot if it was played at uh, Bobby Dodd Stadium either. Um, so, yeah, I get what you're saying. Sure. I, no, I think the the bigger issue is they the the uh, not having to play North Carolina, Florida State, or Clemson. Yeah. I wonder if anybody else has that fate. If anybody else is able to dodge all the, the quote-unquote big dogs. And as I'm looking at the helmet schedule, I don't see that. But, yeah, Louisville's got – Pitt, true road game this weekend, mm. off week, host Duke, host Virginia Tech, host Virginia on a Thursday at Miami, and then host the Wildcats Commonwealth Cup end of the season. So. Yeah, man, that's a, I mean, at Miami, but that, that, that crowd won't, well, I guess it depends on what Miami does the next month, but I can't imagine, there's a chance Miami might be eight and two, seven and three. It's not Florida State. That crowd will be. 21,000 people, and that won't feel like a true road game either. Hey, man, I'm all about taking on Louisville in the, in the ACC championship game. Sure. You know, I'm fine with that. I mean, yeah. if they go undefeated in ACC play, they'll be ranked, so it'll be yeah. a quality win. You'll have won your championship. You know, I don't know. I, I need to watch some more Louisville. I haven't watched any Louisville, so I, I really can't make a, any – declaration on who they are or what they're not but we'll see North Carolina a little more closely this weekend when they take on Miami on in prime time after yeah. recover our noon game how about this guy what? hey Pereira everybody's a pillar yeah Respect. speaking of which I need to put the vitamin energy yeah get it together Ray you're the best man thank you buddy thank you man What's up, Ray? Can't wait to see you in Houston. 
Yeah. Or New Orleans. He can make it over to New Orleans for the playoff game. Yeah. Thank you, Ray. As always, man, appreciate you. Greetings, Corey Naslon. There you go, Corey. Yeah, Is that, that's their heart. I can't do it. Yeah, there it is. Right, that was close. I'm convinced Jordan Travis has hurt more than indicated. Not using his left shoulder when he throws, throwing off his back foot to avoid hits, slinging with his right wrist only, long passes falling short, reluctant to really run. Am I wrong? Go Knowles, 6-0 this weekend. We could tell you, Ray, but then we'd have to kill you and delete the show, and we don't want to do that. Um, uh, look, there, he's certainly not – I mean, we know he's banged up. Um, but I, I don't know that what happened against Boston College is necessarily making him throw the ball eight yards short. Could. Um, but, you know, you look at that game, he made some really effective good throws too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we've all noticed the, the, the kind of backing off, the, the throwing off the back feet, leaning back as he throws. Um, so, it, look, it's something I don't notice it nearly as much in practice. But then he know he's wearing a green jersey in practice, so there might be something to that. I think if he can, if he steps into a throw and feels comfortable in a pocket, he looks just fine. Sometimes he feels pressure and backs up and throws. He feels pressure sometimes; it's not really there necessarily. Um, but by and large, I think he 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 threw the ball pretty well on Saturday. But you know, not, he can get better, and maybe we'll see that. Well, maybe we'll see the real Jordan Travis, the one we're used to seeing this weekend. I think he usually has done it, but I, I I saw it once in the Virginia Tech game, and I was like, man, I wish he would be able to work that out of his system. But, like, when he'll be feeling the pressure come in and he'll throw the ball, then he'll instantly, like, brace himself. Yeah. And, like, and I get it, man. I'm not a tough guy. I'm not playing football. I wouldn't want to get hurt. I would want to limit as much contact and, you know, deflect as much bodily damage to myself as much as possible. But, like, later that night, I'm watching, like, Caleb Williams get teed off on and Shadur Sanders gets teed off on. Like, these guys, like, all right, man, like, I'm going to eat it, but I'm going to get a 40-yard completion. I'm going to stick with this. And I think he threw an incompletion on that play, and it was, like, a you know, an eight-yard underneath route. It wasn't the end of the world or anything. But I wonder how much of it is, you know, is it that arm? Is it is it preserving just his overall health as he is in his sixth year of, of football and wanting to have – bigger, better things on the horizon for him. Well, um, and I also not- think it's, uh, you know, this is his last season no matter what. And so you do know, and he knows how important he is to this team. And if he needs, if he feels pressure and needs to brace for impact a little quicker than another quarterback would, I get it. Uh, it certainly, it hasn't impacted his play enough that you're like, what's wrong with Jordan Travis? He's there. He's still uh, doing really well. and They're scoring a lot of points. Um, but yeah, I think moving forward, as you play better defenses, he'll have to work some of that out probably because better defenses might turn, uh, you know, like the throw he made to Johnny in the end zone, uh, the first one, where he was rolling to his left and he kind of threw behind him and Johnny caught it. It's a really good catch, actually, because Johnny was running to his left and, you know, that might be picked off against Miami. They got good safeties. That might be picked off against Duke. Um, so he, maybe a little bit better, but, you know, there's also some really, really good throws he made in that game. And he's, he's, I, I love the fact that he ran. I know he only had 20 something yards rushing, but, uh, you know, that was two of those were like 14 yards and sacks. Uh, and then he, you know, when he got down very quickly at times, but man, I, he ran for a couple first downs, had another one taken away because of a hold. I just thought all that was good to see. I wish he'd run more. And I know it's counterintuitive to what we're talking about him, you know, possibly, probably. Uh, dealing with something, but, and not so much, you know, designed run stuff, obviously, but I wonder how much of it is just him trying to prove to every, I mean, like, we believe you, man. Like we know you're a quarterback, Jordan, like the NFL knows you're going to be a quarterback too. Uh, run man. One, two, not there. Go just run. You're going to get eight yards. You're fast. You're athletic. Uh, you don't have to hang in the pocket all the time and prove to us that, you know, you're this true pocket passing quarterback. Does it work out at all, Corey, like when you look in your mind's eye for him to maybe not go for like the home run 25-yard run up the middle and just, you know, when he gets flushed out, maybe just go seven, eight yards and then get out of bounds instead of having to slide all the time 
and then get hit and then, you know, call for a flag as soon as he feels contact and he slid. Into, into I, I hate the way he slides um, in, you know, I brought it up a couple of times. I didn't really do a good job asking Norvell this question, but I do not like his quick dip downs when he gets near someone because understand these defenses all week have been preparing for the Jordan Travis that can run for 130 yards if you let him. So he is a he is a running weapon, and they all plan for it. So when he starts running at them, they're coming at him full speed, not thinking he's going to slide every time because he's busted off an 85-yard run in his career. He's had multiple 50-yard touchdown runs in his career. You don't do that by the first person that gets near you, you slide. Like that uh, the Colorado State quarterback when Amari Cooper was bearing down on him. He's like, oh, no, you don't do that when you're a mobile quarterback. So they're trained to come at him hard. Because they have to, and they have to rally to him because he's so elusive. And that's what I wonder about is when he ducks down so quick around a bunch of people, he's going to take a hit that he might not be able to get up from that game. Um, you know, he's he's always, you know, there's been four times this year where he slid and then tapped himself on the head as in that he just hit me in the head. Yeah. Well, that's, I don't like that. There's got to be a better way to do this. Um, I want him to take care of himself, but I also, you know, and also when he slides, they they don't like Jordan Travis sliding. They're always going to mark it about three and a half yards back from where he ends up. And I, I don't know what the answer is, Aslan. Is it diving forward instead? Well, it's it's where you start. No, no, most- I know that. But yeah. he's he's a, it seems like just going back to the Florida game, he's always getting penalized for that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't think those – I thought both those Florida ones should be touchdowns. But, yeah, he starts sliding maybe a half a tick too soon. But also, he can make those guys miss. Like, he's one-on-one with somebody. He can turn an 11-yard run into a 40-yard run. And it's risk first reward, I guess. Live to play another day, or you're Jordan Travis, and that safety probably can't tackle you in space. So make him miss. But I get it. You make him miss, and then the guy coming up from behind tackles you and lands on your shoulder. So there's always risk to it. But I do want to see him get better about sliding because it doesn't appear to me that his sliding makes him more safe. Like four times this year, literally four times this year, he's slidden and somebody has hit him in the helmet where he's having to tap his helmet. He just got kicked out of the game for targeting him on a slide. So clearly I think that has to change. Not not, not that I don't want him to slide, but it's it's got to be done in a more conducive way to keeping your helmet from getting hit. VitamInEnergy.com helping us out here live on this edition of Wake Up War Chant. Energy with benefits. VitaminEnergy.com. Promo code is WarchampBogo, B-O-G-O. Somebody else, Corey, was like, hey, man, the promo code's not working. So, like, I went onto my computer, and I went through it, like, five different times, and it worked. So, uh, just keep trying. If it it gives you problems, get at me. I'll see what I can do. But you just, you go to VitaminEnergy.com, you're like, ooh, I like the Ultimate Variety Pack. I'm going to add that to my cart. And you're like, actually, you know what? Aslan always keeps talking about the Mood Plus. So, I'm just going to. I'm going to add some Mood Plus to my cart as well. And then I'm going to put the promo code WordChamp BOGO and I'm going to get one free. That's what I'm hoping for. And that's what happens. It's it's just a promo code. No spaces. You just type it on in there, WordChant, and then BOGO. You hit apply. Look at that. I mean, Look guys, guys, free. this isn't, he's not doing, this isn't a AI doing, no. this, this is really happening right in front of you. Yeah. So go to vimeenergy.com. It's equal or lesser value. And to the best of my understanding, all the 12 packs, they're all, even at the variety pack, or if you get one that's just all focus plus, they're all priced the same. So everything falls under the category of being valid for the promo code. So uh, go to vimeenergy.com. Shake it and take it. Nice. Energy with benefits, y'all. Uh, D Hobbs. Shout out D Hobbs. Look at that. Thanks to our guy Josiah back there producing, y'all. Mm. That's all producing, everybody. Let's go, gentlemen. Just order my vitamin energy. Saturday, I'll be focused plus dialed into the game. Go Knowles on to 6-0. and Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, man. We appreciate that, D. Thank you very much. Yeah, a lot of people might need that for a noon start. Get up and get going. As soon as you wake up, if you want to tailgate and get after it, you might need to take some vitamin energy when you, as soon as you wake up. Shout out to Robert D. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Tough act to follow coming behind yeah. Spence and Ray. Spencer and Ray, yeah. Robert, we appreciate it all, man. Thank you, buddy. Absolutely. Uh, bless you, by the way, as well, Corey. So all the spirits have, have <laughs> Thank you. 
dinner's returned. That came out of nowhere. I apologize. Next time I'll try to hit the mute button. I do have one of those on my computer. I know, it's like, and I feel like you almost pulled your, your, you know, your, your microphone closer to your mouth when you went for the sneeze. So I thought you were going to like flip it up. Why do that? I wanted people to feel like they were in my mouth when I was sneezing. So you're welcome, everyone. Uh, shout out to Ant. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Two bucks in the jar. Appreciate you, Ant. On Big Saturday, Ant. we going to show Miami how to take a knee. Okay. Yeah, I, I you know, it's going to be interesting. Um, not not Norvell taking a knee. He's shown he can do that. I, I wonder the next time Miami and North Carolina, or, or if North Carolina gets a lead, like a big lead, do they just start taking a knee with 12 minutes to go just to rub it in? Like just Mac doing that? Or will Miami be uh, headstrong and with a six-point lead with a minute 10 to go uh, not take a knee? So, yeah, you told me, though, and, and we talked about it on Coach Speak, which I think should be out now, um, about Saban throwing a pass that he shouldn't have thrown yeah. on first down. And Jimbo brought it up afterwards. Like, you think we made a mistake calling a timeout for the field goal? Yeah. Oh, Nick threw, threw the butt, which is like, that doesn't make any sense either. Yeah. What, what, so coaches are just losing their mind. And we know Saban knows what the victory formation is. He was on McAfee. And I think he, I think he said something about maybe the play prior was in jeopardy of being challenged so they ran up to the to the line and the wide receiver was open i guess like, there was no oh, so it was like they, and it would have been a play that dictated whether it was a first down or not yeah so yeah. that was okay i got you they okay well that makes a little more sense i still feel like you could snap it and take and take a knee what if i think you know how some people pay homage to you know opponents like you know in in sad situations like they'll, they'll go out on the field with 10 players or something mm, you know, right like yeah North Carolina should just come out and knee on the first play. The knee on the first play. Yeah, exactly right. Just dig that knife in a little bit. Point of Mario. Hey Got you, man. Got you. Thanks, Ant. We appreciate you. Mike. Mike Samide? Samid? Samid. Mikey. Was the second quarter last week and that kickoff return worse? Or was the fourth quarter at Boston College worse? We can say we got caught looking ahead to Clemson when we talk about Boston College, but did we get caught looking ahead to the Qs? Had to. That's the only explanation. Uh, no, that's a good question. I, I would say the fourth quarter at BC um, because the game was really in jeopardy, and it, I don't know what the yardage is, and for both those instances, I know it was like Florida State had one yard in the second quarter, which is incredible against Virginia Tech, but I do know in the Boston College game you were in real danger of losing that game. I, I wouldn't say you ever felt like you were in real danger at that moment. You're in the second quarter. Um, so you're that that's what disappointed me so much about the Boston College game was, you know, that you, you talk about having your back up against the wall. Your back was up against the wall. You were about to lose to Boston F and college, and you didn't get out of the spiral. You couldn't get yourself out of the spiral. It took a face mask. I mean, it took a defensive stop too, but it took a face mask. Uh, Virginia Tech... I, so I guess I would say Boston College because of the, the fact that they could. Now, they, you know, apparently half the team had the flu. It's not an excuse, but it's the truth or close to the truth. Um, so that wasn't good or getting over the flu. Um, so that might explain why they got worse as the game went on. But, yeah, I would say I would say that was the worst one is the fourth at Boston College because you were so close to actually having it to losing the game. Virginia Tech felt just like kind of a loss in uh, focus. and. Again, this is an excuse. I don't care. The referees gave them points and took points away from you. That's a perfect hit. That's an interception. Nothing wrong with it. Man, fourth quarter, Florida State had five plays, a five-play, three-yard drive. So they got a first down. Which, I how's guess. it possible? They must have got sacked or something. Yeah. Uh, then they had a five-play, 21-yard drive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You remember that one. It was a big oh, yeah. one. Then a three-play, seven-yard drive that took up 42 seconds of clock. Yeah, that was a bad one. And then the ending drive, six plays, eight yards, uh, two minutes. So, yeah. yeah, you said it. I mean, Corey said it. I, you laughed. I laughed during the Virginia Tech game. I'm like, what are they doing? Boston College was kind of like, wait, like, what are they doing? Yeah. Stop this. You know, like, you, you, it was a. There's a real possibility, but Virginia Tech, not so much. 
Young Seminole. Shout out, Young Seminole. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Five bucks in the jar. Tay Cody in ours? Is that, that's Tay Cody, right? Tay Cody against the Gators? It, it's a 27, right? It could be uh, Xavier Rhodes, too. I can't see it. I can't no, see it close enough. It's against uh, Taylor. Oh, that's got to be Tay Cody then. That's the yeah. that's the that's got to be the Hail Mary in '99 that they knocked down yeah. um, to uh, clinch going to the Sugar Bowl to play Virginia Tech. Thank you, Young Samuel, for the five bucks in the jar. The man, the myth, the legend, or better known as the Machine, Bert Kreischer, will be at the game Saturday. So maybe some extra luck for our Knowles. Forty-five to seven. Is that true? I don't. Why would why would why would Young Seminole make that? He up? wouldn't. Young Seminole, we appreciate it. Uh, the the donation tip too. Uh, we we do appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I you know I I sort of have a uh, I I'm not name dropping here, but I sort of have a Twitter relationship with Tom Segura that goes back like 11 or 12 years before he became you know one of the biggest podcast stars in the world. And uh, he's a huge Florida State fan, and obviously Bert went to Florida State and was the the basis for Van Wilder. Um, so I was, I was telling Tom, I was like, man, if, if Florida state hosts Miami and it's like nine and over eight and one, and that's the game day game. Oh, there we go. Right there. Uh, I, maybe Segura could be the guest picker. Mm. I told him he should be the guest picker if, if that could, uh, but it, they might go with Bert too. looks like he's lost some weight. Old Bert, old, old Christ dog. Let me take that banner down. He's got a, uh, he tweeted Florida, I'm coming home. He's got an old Florida State helmet, like old spear, Charlie oh, Ward. Charlie Ward, yeah. Dion. Um, which, by the way, how about the fact that Dion doesn't like games that start at eight o'clock, but his nickname's Primetime? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Dion, it's a little ironic. That's what funny. All right, well, that's cool for Bert. That's cool that uh, Chrysler's got It's a weird game for him to come to. I guess he's on tour, I would assume, or, oh. um, but yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Hopefully, him uh, Segura can make a game too. Yeah, I went. I went big, man. I went big on the word chant report powered by comments. I said forty-five to six. Oh my gosh! All right. Okay. And all day today, I'm like, what did I do? Yeah. Um, because I don't think they're going to have their full weaponry available. Um, but Syracuse, they, they man, Syracuse can't score points, and if you get stops, yeah, this offense will figure out a way. I just um. That's 17 and a half is a funny, funny number. It is. It's funny it's enough. weird that it's that low to me. That's what gives me pause. Um, I, I would say, I yeah, it's hard to imagine Syracuse scoring like in the mid to high 20s. And I'm not saying they can't. The crazy stuff happens all the time in college football. But if they if they do, something has gone horribly wrong. Either like a fumble return, a pick six, another kick return, or your defense can't stop an offense that uh, that North Carolina completely shut down. So that would not be a good sign either. Man, don't get me started, y'all. Y'all got to be careful with these questions about playoff teams and mm. scenarios and situations. Not Florida State winning the ACC. If they go undefeated, getting left out, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to, we're not, not touching that one today. But Michael Lee says, curious question. Georgia, Pac-12 champion, Big Ten champion, Oklahoma. Florida State, everybody goes undefeated. Who gets left out of the playoff? Georgia won't. No, and I in in the Pac-12 and Big Ten champion shouldn't. No, that's those like if you win the Big Ten championship, you're gonna have to beat Penn State and Ohio State, or Penn State and Michigan, or Michigan. You know, you're gonna have to beat two really good teams. Um, it I think it would come down to Florida State and Oklahoma, and obviously, guys, we know the chances of this. When's the last time there were five undefeated teams? The better the better question is all those teams have one loss. Yes. Um, that's our, not the better question, but the more likely, the more likely yeah. question. It would come down to Florida State, Oklahoma. Oh. And Oklahoma would be playing Texas again, so they would get to beat Texas again. So it would kind of matter who Florida State's playing in Charlotte, what their record is, and what they're ranked, and how good people think they are. I said this on the message board. People are like, is Oklahoma the, the team that we need to be rooting against? Are they the ones standing in Florida State's way of making the playoff? Um, I zagged. I think a one-loss Pac-12 team gets in ahead of a one-loss Florida State team. I just, yeah, but I not think. a no-loss Florida State team. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I'm not trying to say that I think Florida State's going to lose a game. I mean, it's 
you know, history says it's likely, but I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not conceding that. Right. But one loss, Florida State, one loss, Washington, you know, even if they lose to Oregon on Saturday, they'll still have ended up beating like Southern Cal, Washington State, UCLA, I think, um, or Utah, not UCLA. So they'll, they'll probably have more ranked wins than Florida State at that point. Yeah. Just look, man, if, if LSU and Clemson end up, 10 and two and nine and three, if they both go nine and three or 10 and two, and they're both top 15. And then the team you beat in the ACC championship game is top 10. Uh, and you beat them convincingly. That's the, it's just going to become a beauty contest again, which is never fun. That's why I'm, I'm very like, I don't mind. We've talked about this before. If you're, if we're arguing between the number 13 team and the number 12 team, well, both those teams have two or three losses at least. Hmm. Well, not at least there, nobody's going to have four losses and be in there, but they might have two or three losses, both of them. So that's like, all right, we had a couple, you had a couple bad days. I don't feel too bad for you. But the one loss stuff that's going to happen this last year, that's what bothers me. It's like, how, how, look at those five games. Look at those five teams. How would anybody decide who's more deserving? Like, you know, Georgia, Georgia won't have maybe not have beaten anybody except the SEC West champion. Hmm. That might be their only ranked win of the year. I zagged. I think what you really want to root for is Texas to lose another game. And if Texas plays Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game, I don't think Oklahoma will get benefit of the doubt like TCU. If if there's a bunch of other one-loss teams, because like yeah. there wasn't a one-loss ACC champ last year. There wasn't a one-loss yeah. Pac-12 champion last year. So let a two-loss Texas redeem themselves and beat Oklahoma in the championship game on a neutral site. Like, I think Oklahoma gets knocked out completely, and then that opens the door for Florida State and the Pac-12 champ to sneak in with the Big Ten champ and um, Georgia in that situation, or the SEC champion. Yeah, right now, though, there is a chance that, okay, let's there is a chance Clemson, LSU, and LSU, you know, that is that is an absolute wild card, what that team is going to end up being. Clemson, LSU, Miami, if they can not just crater, and whoever you play in the ACC championship game, that's four teams that would have nine wins. They could have nine or ten wins. Duke, all you guys are probably throwing Duke, Duke too. Yeah, that's right. And Duke too. So you might ha- you might play five teams that have, let's say, all they have, they all have nine wins, except for the ACC champ. They'll probably have ten or eleven. The uh, sorry, the team you play in the that's that's pretty good. You would stack that up yeah. with like beating a three or four loss Utah team, yeah. or beating a three loss UCLA team. You know what I mean? So yeah. we'll see. We'll, hey, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, gang. But by all means, we can get back to that bridge and cross it again as well, folks. Whenever you want to talk about yeah. this stuff, I love it. I'm here all day for this sort of stuff. Uh, let's see what else we got here on our live chat. We are live presented by Vime Energy, Wake Up Board Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Um, does anyone – let me see here. William has – does anyone really – George or Michigan believe that huh. – I don't know. I'm not scared. I need to watch Michigan. He thinks Michigan would fry us at this point. Um, they're supposedly really good. Like they're scoring and they're keeping teams out of the end zone at a clip that hasn't been seen in like twenty or thirty years. I think. I again, they're not playing know. anybody great, but Boston College and Virginia Tech aren't that great either. No, I know, but I mean, let's not let's not pretend that Michigan has seen anything like the Florida State offense. I'm not predicting Florida State would beat them. Uh, Michigan has not. And probably will not see any offense with the weapons that Florida State has. So, look, yeah, man, if, if Florida State played like they did against Boston College, Michigan would beat them by three scores. But that's the beauty about this sport. You don't play your worst all the time. Henry Lyles, uh, he was pulling up some uh, Aaron Rodgers R-E-L-A-X talk earlier. Uh, it was good. I forgot to bring it up, Henry. My bad. But he says, we're live, boys. It's Q's week. I'm hoping for 45 to 10. What do you guys think has to happen this week to quell all these nitpicky issues from the fans against the offense and defense? Um, Number one, I, I think that's a vocal minority. I don't think most fans are, are nitpicking. I, I also think it's the age we live in. There's so much media that we produce that gives people the chance to comment and uh, you know, people, people want to comment. It's something to talk about. You don't want to just sit there and be like, isn't this fun? 
all the time? Like, isn't this fun to be 5-0? and oh? You do want to talk about the team and what has to get better. So I do understand that. I don't know. Some of it's nitpicky. Some of it's genuine concern. Some of it's just let's talk about something. Um, I would say the answer to that is score in the 50s. Hmm. 45, 45 would be good, too. But if you can score in the 50s, if you can, you know, get another pass catcher involved, and run all over Syracuse again like you did last year, which is a big if. But if you can do that, um, I think that would be I, – I just think most of the nitpicky for now is with the offense. Yeah. Because I think most people look at that defense that just gave up 10 points last week and gave up seven points to Clemson in the second half and are just like, yeah, this is pretty good to good defense, which is what we were expecting. The offense, you'd like to look – the, the numbers are there. The points are there. I get it. And I've been espousing that all week. But you would like a, a little more. You just don't want to have dry, empty quarters. You want, to, you want to be a little more consistent maybe for four quarters. That's I think that's what people would want to see. Marcus W. Guys, why was Ja'Kai Douglas on the field more than Destin Hill last Saturday? Also, who's faster between the two? Hmm, that's good. I think Destin's faster. Ja'Kai's really Ja'Kai is lightning quick. I don't know in a straight-ahead race how – I mean, he's still fast. I mean, he's, he's, he's one of the top 1% of people that can run in this world as far as speed, but uh, along with a lot of other Florida State guys. But uh, I would say I think Destin Hill straight-ahead is faster. But uh, Ja'Kai is – I mean, you watch him in these one-on-ones, gang, and he is – he's just impossible to cover when the lot of space. He is just so quick uh, – he just makes guys look foolish sometimes. So, and I don't know. I don't know if that's true. If Douglas was on the field more than more than uh, Destin, but it seemed like it, which pretty good might be a good indication of to why Winston Wright uh, is no longer part of the receiver core. Destin Hill twenty three snaps. Jakai Douglas seventeen. Come on, Marcus. Get your that's fake news. Get your facts right. Uh, you look, Jakai Douglas is a big was going to be a big part of this offense, and he got hurt. I feel like he literally got hurt on what do we say? Like the first practice, the first period, almost. Period so three. He'd been, yeah. out, he'd been out like not doing team stuff for a while as he as he recovered and got back. And um, and yeah, once they saw he was at full speed, they loved that guy, man. And he's made some plays. He's a he's a he's a matchup problem. But so is Destin Hill. And wonder if Destin Hill would have caught one of those Grillmaster says Luke Cromanhawk just got his fifth star when was the last time we had a five-star quarterback commit was it well it wasn't Malik Henry because I think he lost his star yeah. he was a five-star and then he turned into a abject horror show I don't know what how, how many stars that's worth um so I would guess Jameis Jameis right I think so yeah He's a five. I wonder which. Uh, I wonder if that's on three or right. Doesn't matter. Hey, good for him, man. He, good for him. Five star yeah. QB. Can he uh, run Aslan? I forget. As I, I watched so many of these. I don't watch a ton of prep highlights, but I remember watching his from a few months ago. And I couldn't remember if he could move or not. Yeah, Drake. Drake Mayish. He's okay. athletic. He's More athletic. athletic than you think. Sneaky fast. I got not you. saying that. Not saying that. Didn't say okay. all that. Just all saying right, he's okay. athletic. Got it. He's <laughs> athletic. Everybody. Um, look at Tomcat. Ah, ah. Don't don't hit the button. I just want to hit it. Somebody did the math. I don't know if it's true or not, but they're like, this is how you compute the odds in the YouTube comments. And I don't know. Oh, good. What was it? 3%. There's a 3% chance of it happening. Yeah. Of all. So I was right. Way more than you thought. Well, mine is the possibility of them not making it in. Oh, somebody's got to do that math. Because. Again, it's going to come down to like your your conference opponent's record, and yeah. Florida State doesn't have Virginia on their slate, and I think North Carolina plays Virginia or Louisville. Louisville does. Louisville does. Right. So like that is going to sink their opponent's conference winning percentage. Florida State doesn't have it. Florida, Boston College is going to have a pretty good conference record. Clemson's yeah. going to have a pretty good conference record. Now, despite Miami flubbing things away, I, I think they're going to probably have a pretty good one. Duke, it's you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, all three play Miami. Um, all three, I, I assume North Carolina plays Duke. So yes. all three play Duke. But Florida State does not play Georgia Tech, and they do not play Virginia. Um, although, heck, Georgia Tech might run the table after that miracle. Yeah, That's team out. destiny. Team of destiny right there. Um, 
So yeah, that's what I was trying to kind of put forth of that that thought there. Um, but yeah, man. Um, yeah. So for the people who don't listen, one of the tiebreakers, the tiebreaker that would actually come into play, is the winning percentage of your opponents. If all teams go eight and zero, the winning their conference percentage, their conference yes, winning the percentage. conference winning percentage, the winning percentage of your conference opponents. And Florida State playing Miami, Clemson, and Duke uh, really helps. Uh, it should really help. Well, I say Miami. I mean, literally, I, I can't. I can't express how fascinated I am by that game on Saturday between those two teams, Miami, North Carolina. I just well, Miami, can't. Miami's a common opponent for all three of us too, though. So if Miami sucks, then we're all in the boat. Together. Oh yeah, yeah. Good point. Good. Point. We don't have Virginia on our ledger. Like yeah. we are good, everybody. Yeah. So like that's why I don't really like entertaining this. I th- I feel like Louisville is the one that's in trouble. Because Louisville, like Florida State and, and North Carolina both get Clemson. And Louisville does not. Yes. yes. Louisville replaced Clemson with Virginia. So that's probably at least five or six wins in your ledger that uh, that Louisville won't have. All right. Sorry about that, Tomcat. Appreciate you, though, uh, getting involved in here. Uh you get involved in making your picks this week over at mybookie.ag. You can use the promo code WARCHAM when you sign up for the first time for an instant cash deposit bonus. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere at mybookie. NFL lines, Major League Baseball, Divisional Series, mm. obviously college football. That's what we like over here. You can bet on the Braves in Game 5 on Saturday when they're playing. There you go. Uh, currently right now, the Knolls with the third best odds. There you go. Shortest odds, I like to say. Um, at plus 830, uh, Georgia, Michigan kind of distancing themselves maybe the, the top two teams right now. But, hey, four get into the playoff, and then all you got to do is win two more games. Uh, so check that out over at mybookie.ag. Our picks again was uh, Corey just taking mine. Mm. Uh, he's taking the under on LSU-Auburn. Yeah. I'm taking the over. And we both think that Washington State is going to respond and win by more than eight points against a uh, downtrodden, who does they have? Arizona team that yeah. lost to Southern Cal in a heartbreaking fashion in three overtimes. Yeah, talk about them. They're, you know, Miami not having faith in their coach. Arizona's players are like, our coach didn't even know the rules. Yeah, uh, yeah, that probably hurt in the locker room too. Yeah, so we'll see how that all works out. But you go to mybookie.ag where you can bet anything, anytime, anywhere. Look at Oklahoma, not even in the picture almost. Just on the cusp of that photo. So um, it's going to be all right, everybody. Florida State controls our destiny. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Mybookie.ag, promo code WARCHANT. Use it. Uh, shout out to James Fountain listening from Kingsland, Texas. Go Knowles, he there says. There we go. I wonder where Kingsland is. I don't know. Bakari's here, man. Bakari's in the house. Bakari getting greedy, hopping on Renegade Express, hopping on the live show. Things you love to see. What's up, Bakari? Sorry for the tart. No, apologize for the tardiness. You're a subscriber, man. You can do whatever you want. Um, 20 bucks in the jar. Thank you, Bakari. Keep up the good work, fellas. Help me settle a debate I've been having. Oh, this is all Corey Clark. So, Corey, have okay. you found out where Kingsland, Texas is yet? It's uh, I'm still scrolling out. Okay. Uh, it's I guess I, I'm going to guess it's like 45 minutes from Austin. OK, looks like almost kind of a suburb of Austin. It looks like it's right on the river, uh, some river. It's also uh, unincorporated. Hmm. So I don't even know what that means, but unincorporated Kingsland. Yeah, it looks like it's uh, northwest of Austin. Uh, yeah. Probably about you know, 45 minutes or so drive. Anyhow, sell the debate, Corey. Who was better, Ampley, Rock Preston? Bakari, that's a great question. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate the uh, the tip. That's very, very kind of you. Um, I look. So for people that don't Ampley, know, and I, uh, sadly Ampley. there are some. Uh, Ampley played from eighty nine to ninety one. He was uh, really, really. I it's Ampley. Uh, Rock Preston played from, he was Warwick Dunn's backup in 94, 95, 96. Yes, or 95, 96. No, 94, 95, 96. Rock Preston was very good too. He scored the game-tying touchdown in the choke doke. That's how much they trusted him is he would, he would, they would, he would just replace Warwick Dunn and you wouldn't miss much of a beat. Um, 
yeah, I just think Amp Lee was so good out of the backfield. He was so good, and he didn't get to play in the hurry-up shotgun offense that came the next year with Charlie, which I think he would have been incredible in that, too. He didn't get the benefit of that necessarily. All those swing passes, one-on-one with slow ACC linebackers. So I would say Amp Lee, but I love the question because Rock Preston was – anybody that was a Florida State fan during that time of Rock Preston – knows how good he was. Amp Lee's still a name that resonates because he, you know, he scored a ton of touchdowns and was a starter for two years. But Rock Preston was really, really good. I think he ran for like, when they beat Notre Dame in 94 in Orlando, I think Rock Preston ran for like 100, they both ran for like 170 yards in that game, 160 yards. Yeah, I'm trying to help you out with some uh, contacts and stuff, but. uh, And people that would know, so it really hurt that Warwick Dunn in the national championship game against Florida in 96. Um, he had the flu and he tried to play, couldn't play. Uh, he came out like in the third quarter and couldn't come back in the game. And Rock Preston was ineligible. So it went to Dee Feaster, who was a true freshman. And if Rock Preston was still in the game, maybe it turns a little bit because Rock Preston was a weapon. Hmm. Ricardo Preston, by the way. And I never oh, I didn't it. know that. Yeah. Is he on there? I don't even see him. He's not on that list, which is crazy. Okay. Um, but yeah, was it the Notre Dame game? The 94 Notre Dame game. Yeah, he had a ton of yards in that one. 12 for 165 and a touchdown. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good player. Uh, had a huge run against Miami in 96-2 on a third down to kind of really put that game away. But yeah, Amp Lee ran for 2,000 yards and how many touchdowns? 30. Yeah, that's a lot. He was like second in the nation in 90 in touchdowns. And he was just so slippery. Rock Preston was much faster, but Amp Lee was so slippery, man. You just He was impossible to tackle. I would I would uh, encourage people to go watch old highlights of Amp Lee. He just made people look silly. He would, in the Michigan game the, the in 91, they just run a toss sweep to him, and there's a dude out there waiting for him. He does a little shimmy. The dude ta- literally takes a knee. He takes a knee as Amp Lee runs in the end zone crazy rock Preston 179 for 1412 yards in his career that's a 7.9 yard per carry average yeah and amp Lee meanwhile had uh, five and a, five he had, but he had 400 carries right right, right yeah. he had 405 carries so he had he had 230 more carries than amp Lee uh or than than rock Preston did rock Preston was Preston, awesome rock Preston averaged more than two and a half yards per carry than than amp yeah, yeah. Different offense. You have to you have to make those uh, qualifiers. Um, and Amp Lee didn't get to play in the ACC. So he was playing probably a more difficult schedule, but still, Rock Preston was awesome. Grizzle says Amp Lee. Ray Pereira says Amp Lee had the best hip jukes. Island Chief, Amp better in space. Rock better for tougher yards. Um, all right, good conversation. Good yeah, conversation. I like that. It's right up my alley. By the way, Kingsland is uh, on the... Yano, the Llano River, and it connects to Lake Lyndon B. Johnson. I guess that's what I'm going to do. Or LeBron James. True. Would they have named a lake after LeBron? Uh, in Austin? I don't know. Um, Brandon Walker, question for next season. Store this one away. I will not restart my computer, Norton Antivirus. Go away. Mm, nice. Do you hear that chime? From time to time? I did. Yeah, I did. I did hear. I heard it there on yours. Yeah. If Mike Norvell and the offensive staff decide to start Brock Glenn over Tate Rodemaker next year, would it surprise you if Tate and Duffy enter the portal? And would that not leave us with a true freshman as our only backup? Uh, no, it would not surprise me for it wouldn't. No, it definitely wouldn't surprise me if Duffy enters the portal. And it wouldn't surprise me if Tate doesn't win the job that Tate enters the portal, but the the qualifier there is Tate Tate's not gonna know if he won the job. Um you know what I mean? Like Tate, right. what do you what was that no what was that for? Well, I gave I gave him false information. Uh, Kingsland's on the Colorado or connects it's oh, on the Lano okay. River. Sorry. Yeah, the Colorado. No uh but uh yeah so I, I Tate won't know he's what he's lost the job, I don't think. Um before August twentieth. Does that make sense? Like, there's no way they're going to say, Tate, you need to go somewhere else. Tate will be in a dogfight for the job, the starting job. It could be he and Brock Glenn. It could be he, Brock Glenn, and Luke, um, the five-star Croman Hawk. 
Um, and it could be another kid from the portal. Who knows? But I, I Tate, there's no way they're going to come out of the spring telling Tate, man, you're 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 not going to win the job. I, I think Tate will go into August thinking he's the starter. I think he will be the starter going into August, and he'll have to win the job over those three or four weeks. And by that time, I mean, I guess you could transfer, but I, I don't understand what the point would be. Another one from our guy, Bakari. Better kick returner, Leon Washington to Merrick Vanover. So, Leon. But I think that has I, – I, that's painted with his uh, NFL, what he did in the NFL. Um, and he also returned punts, and Tameric didn't do that. Vanover was incredible as a freshman, and then they never even kicked it to him as a sophomore, and that was that. But I don't know, man. Vanover – yeah, Vanover was good in the NFL too. That's that's a toughie. That's a toughie. I, Vanover has more memorable plays. Like he, tur- he returned kickoffs for touchdowns and back-to-back games, including Miami – to start a game. He had the two long ones against Florida later that year. Um, and then it, for the Chiefs, he had some big ones too. But I, I still think I would – no, I, I'm switching it to Merrick. I, but okay. I don't know. I don't know. Leon made the Pro Bowl a couple times at kick returner. I don't know that I mean, Vanover did that. Tamaric was so feared. Like yeah. he was He was up there with like Raheem Ishmael in terms of like, yes. don't speak it to that guy. We were deathly afraid of him. Um, you know, That's Leon a good point, yeah. Him, so – but shout out Leon, what, 2002 Florida game? Did he return one? Or he went Almost. Crazy. He went 2003, he returned it like, I thought he returned it like 75 or 80 yards. Okay. He had one against Clemson for a touchdown in 2002, I think. And okay. on a, the only Thursday night game ever played in Doak. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I remember 02 Florida game, like the whole Adrian McPherson situation. Greg Jones got hurt uh, in Wake Forest. I don't I think Booker really wasn't part of the plan at that point. So, like. The other freshmen went nuts. Uh, Leon helped spark that win. So, oh, but as a running back, yeah, 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 yeah as th- a running th- back, yeah. I think he might have had a good return in that game as well. It escapes me. I'll see if I can maybe pull it up here. Man, I would have loved to have seen Leon in this offense. Mm. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Ooh, ooh, wrong one. Come on, Aslan, figure out. Get what it you together, doing with Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Mark Perez here, everybody. Give it up for Mark, y'all. What up, Mark? By the way, I didn't realize one of these guys on the all-time leaders rushing list, his wife is a subscriber to WarChant.com. Oh, okay, but you're not going to tell us which one. I don't know. Don't Should do I, it. Is, no, is no, I, no, no. Don't do it. I like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyhow, uh, wake up, guys. Mark Perez says, love the show. Thank you, Mark. I can only hope to one day shake hands with the great Corey Clark. Well, we might dap it up. I know I shake hands too. We can that we can shake hands. Absolutely. But hey, buddy, the, the honor would be mine. Also, Aslan, how about Lawrence Tofili showing how we do it in the 727? Yeah, hey man, listen, I maybe I should have put that down as surprises. Uh, when somebody asks us for our biggest surprises, disappointments, um, I've continually undervalued uh Lawrence Tofili. Uh, I will stop now, Lawrence. I stopped after the LSU game, man. That what was it? Was a fourth down screen pass that he busted off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, was a great call. I'm like, all right, man. Like, I got you. I got you. It's that Clemson one, you know, in Death Valley in 21. I was like, man, that was cool, but like, it was so freakish. But he almost did it again practically last week against Virginia Tech. So, all the respect to uh, Lawrence Sofili, Pinellas Park Patriot, Lawrence mm. Sofili, Polynesian All Star game, I think nominee last year. Oh, Lawrence okay, Sofili. great. So. Uh, Mark Scott, Florida State, 49, Syracuse, 13. Okay, that would be awesome. That would be uh, that'd be, a, that'd be a really nice showing. And uh, if it, it, they would cover, which is what everybody's hoping for. All right, let's wrap it up. Maybe one or two more here. Uh, Thank you, Mark. 904 uh, Shout out 904 Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. 499 from 904 I know everyone talks about Jalen Ramsey, Derwin James, Deion Sanders. Etc. Where would y'all rank Greg Reed and what could have been if he didn't get kicked off the team? Um, look, I, I think he's not he's not in there, he's not on their tier as a defensive football player. Um, but he was a playmaker, man. Uh and it, you know, I just it's so unfortunate what happened there and the reason it happened. It's just so unfortunate and kind of dumb in hindsight looking back from all parties and just the way institutions and the NCAA used to handle essentially weed. Um, but I think, I, I still think he's the best, 
I, for my money, I think he's the best punt returner they've ever had. Pound for and pound. It, pound for pound, the best punt returner they've ever had. Not the fastest. Uh, probably didn't score the most touchdowns. But he caught everything. And he caught everything on the run trying to make plays. And now, would he be able to do that now when everybody wrote, when all these Aussies roll out to the right and kick it, you know, eight miles in the air? Uh, because that's how they're born. That's what they're bred and born to do, apparently. Um, probably not. He wouldn't be that big a weapon because people don't punt like they did back when he was playing. Um, man, how old are we that I'm saying that like Greg Reed is an old timey player now. Uh, but man, he was he was very good. I think he's undervalued in the transformation from Bowden to Jimbo's great teams. Greg Reed was in the heart of that 2010 team. He was a big name. He was a five-star kid that chose Florida State that probably got other people to choose Florida State. He was exciting. Uh, he was not a great cornerback, but he was a very good college football player. Mm-hmm. Well said. Thank you, buddy. Um, last one, Rob Krause. Good topic. Put any ex-player you'd like in this offense. He says, big play, Willie Reed. This is my answer for this coaching staff and every coaching staff that comes after. Chris Ricks, baby. <laughs> Chris Ricks. Mm. Could you imagine Chris Ricks in 2023, man? Read right. option. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Tough as nails. Yeah, Pretty tough boy. As nails. That's right. Which is fine. That's fine. Yep. Pretty boy. Mm-hmm. But tough as freaking nails, man. So you would take Chris Ricks over Charlie Ward or Jameis? Give me, give me Chris. Give me Chris. Okay. All right. Um, we've, hey, man. We've seen Jameis. We've seen Charlie. They've had that's their. That's true. They were they, utilized. They were maximized. Yeah, they were maximized. That's a good point, Aslan. We did, somebody that wasn't maximized during their time. Um, can I go back to Leon Washington? Sure. I, I think he would have been. Uh, he would be really good at this offense. Obviously, Dalvin and Kelvin and yeah. all these guys that were all that we all know were awesome. But somebody that that wasn't maybe uh, utilized correctly, like big play Willie Reed. I don't think he was utilized well during his time at Florida state necessarily. Preston uh, I'll, I'll go with, I'll go with, uh, I'll go with Leon Washington. Preston Parker. Eh, Leon. Okay. Leon. The real 16. Um, <laughs> sure. By the way, shout out to our, uh, I think a subscriber. Mm. I don't know his name, but he created these, um, I guess kind of these lazy Susans that I'm going to put on my uh, kitchen. Turntables. Yeah, but when I think of turntable, I think of like a DJ and right. a music device. So, um, But it does spin, as you can see. Looks like a table that turns to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, we appreciate it. We all have one of these. Uh, yeah, I'll so that's to... awesome. That's really nice. We got nice try... people. Yeah, I'll try to figure out a way to showcase this thing. Um, Without blocking our round... sponsor. We're right. Yeah, don't, don't block the sponsor, but uh, <laughs> we all have it. We appreciate you. Thanks so much. Uh, thanks Just hold all it the whole team. time, yeah. like a baby. <laughs> Hit the thumbs up, everybody. Um, thanks to 904 Noel. Thanks to Mark Perez. Uh, thanks to Bakari, Young Seminole, Ant, Ray Pereira, pictured on your screen, Robert D. And Spencer coming out of the coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> Dropping that elbow. Atomic yeah, man. Welcome early. to the pillardom. Yeah. Stay connected to WarChant.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to WarChant.com. It's only a dollar for a month. Man, the playoff poll is going to be dropping in like two and a half weeks, everybody. Okay. So all right. You're going to want to be hanging out with all of us. Jeff Cameron Show, 1 to 3 o'clock. WarChant Report, powered by Cummins, already up on the site. Uh, Coach Speak, dropping maybe already. Who Any knows? Any minute now, if it hasn't already, yeah. Who knows? So, um they had the Do corner whatever. pocket. Be there at from five to six or five to seven, however long you want to stay, and uh, come uh, hang out and talk to us and uh, say hello. Oh, and yeah. we're gonna try to have a prize where you can pick the club, pick the score, and maybe get a, a gift card to corner pocket or something. Still working on the details, but we'll have something for you. Also, Hotel Indigo pregame show starts at ten o'clock. Doors open nine thirty a.m. Hotel Indigo roll into town. Don't worry about setting up a tailgate and a tent. Go hang out at Hotel Indigo. Jeff Cameron, Tom Lang, pregame show. Again, doors open 9.30. Show starts at 10. He's Corey. I'm Aslan. And this is our cool little turntable. Yeah. And Josiah back there. We appreciate you all hanging out with us. And thanks for watching Wake Up War Channel, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill and VitaminEnergy.com. Go Bravos!